0: and he said let there be light and let there be a voice amen so Christmas is over gifts have been exchanged well wishes have been given to each other we've received cards and we've received letters we've had visits from family and friends even some surprise visits from people some of us yesterday morning had a house full of people, and there was nothing but wrapping paper and tissue paper and toys and garbage all throughout the house. The wonders of Christmas, huh? <laughs> I remember them days. I remember all the kids being home and, and you get up on, well, they'd wake you up bright and early on Christmas morning, and, and you get up and you know you just want coffee and they want their toys. So they get all their toys, and then you look out there, and then it's like, this is broken. And there's paper over here. And then I became that dad. As soon as the first present got opened, I had to get the plastic bag out and start cleaning everything up. You know, and then, like, we lived back in the day when we lived outside. You go back in the country, and you take all the boxes, and you go burn them all to get rid of them. You know, so all the evidence was gone on Christmas Day. And see, I'm one of them that Christmas is over when the last gift leaves the bottom of the tree. So when that last gift is gone, Christmas is done. I've had been doing it since Thanksgiving. You know, on Thanksgiving Day, we put up the Christmas tree. You put up all the lights. Well, at two o'clock, by two o'clock yesterday afternoon, my outside lights were down. They were done. I told Patty, I said, Christmas is over. Thank you, Jesus. I'm glad you were born, but hey, you're my gift every day. Let's continue to move on. Well, the wreath is still on the door and the Christmas tree is still up in the house because my bride said Christmas isn't over yet. (laughs) But something tells me that tomorrow when I get home from work, everything will be sitting in the garage patiently waiting for me to put it back up in the attic to bring it down again next Thanksgiving. And you know, in some cases, some of us have already made plans to go return a toy that's already broken. Well, maybe you're going to go return something that's the wrong color or the wrong size. You know, it's like, well, thank you, but I need to exchange this. You know, it's the wonders of Christmas. So Christmas is gone. And just as today, the fourth song in the gospels takes place after Christmas. As a matter of fact, it's about 41 days after Christmas when this, takes a, when this song is actually sung. In the passage today, we're going to meet a man who can now die happy, knowing that he has seen the good beginning for his people and that the rest of the world in the coming of the Messiah. You know, I think it's interesting whenever I read this passage and I think and I ask myself that same question. Can I say what Simeon says? Can can I say my life is complete? Can I say I have officially done everything God has called me to do? And generally when I answer that question, I say no. I can't be that happy person, that joyful person, that person at peace that Simeon is in today's story. But what about you? And maybe you don't know what Simeon says, maybe you're not familiar with it, but are you satisfied with your life? Are you truly satisfied with your life? And if not, what are you doing about it? What are you doing if you're not satisfied with your life? You know, last week we talked about peace. We, we talked about peace and in today's scripture, we're going to see a man who is at peace and ready to die because of the promises of God. He is that much at peace. He is ready to die. And and as I stated last week, if your life isn't going as planned or maybe you're just upset with other people in the world, maybe you got to start by looking at yourself. Because in order to have that peace, you need to be in the right relationship with God through Jesus. And if you can't have that relationship right, you're never going to get other relationships right. So if you're having a problem and you have no peace in your life, look at your relationship with God. And hopefully one of the things that we'll see today is in, in our awe of the season, it should never exceed our odd for a wonderful Savior. So if you have your Bibles, again, we're in Luke chapter 2. We're going to be in verses 25 through 32. And I guess I need to get to Luke in my Bible. <laughs> so Luke chapter 2, verses 25 through 32. Okay, come on, Luke. Luke 2, 25 to 32. And it says, There was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. This man was righteous and devout, looking forward to Israel's consolation, and the Holy Spirit was on him. you have prepared it in the presence of all peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and glory to your people, Israel. Amen. Heavenly Fathers, we look at your word today, Lord. We just ask that you open up our hearts that we may receive, open our ears that we may hear your voice and may my words be yours and may you be glorified through it all as we make this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. So I think one of the things we're going to see here is, is Simeon himself, uh, Simeon puts us in a state of awe with his worshipful spirit-led words. And our fourth song brings us hope and not only to the Jews, but to all people, even us, the Gentiles. And I think in order to really understand this, I got to read the verses just before this. So what I want to do, to you do is read Luke to 21 through 24, which actually gives us a backstory of what's going on. It says this, when the eight days were completed for his circumcision, he was named Jesus, the name given by the angel before he was conceived. And when the days of the purification, according to the law of Moses, were finished, they brought him up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord, just as it is written in the law of the Lord. Every firstborn male will be dedicated to the Lord and to offer a sacrifice according to what is stated in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. So now what we're seeing here is there's actually three different aspects of Old Testament coming out and intertwined in these verses. And to see that the law required that all male children be circumcised on the eighth day after their birth. So it was eight days after the birth of Jesus that he would have been circumcised. The law also required that a woman wait 40 days after the birth of a son before presenting themselves in the temple for purification. And we see that in verse 22. The law also required that a mother and father present their firstborn son before the Lord to be redeemed and by the offering of a sacrifice, which you see in verse 23. So, all three things happen in these verses, all pointed towards the Old Testament. Now, it was eight days after Christmas, and then verse 22 and 23 is 33 days later. So, the circumcision very well could have taken place in Bethlehem, but the dedication itself would have to take place in Jerusalem. And to kind of give you that backstory, the purifications of fulfillment of Leviticus chapter 12, verses 1 through 4. Uh, where it actually, where uh, the Lord speaks to Moses and tells him that a child, of uh, any male child, should be, um, the foreskin should be taken, needs to be circumcised on the eighth day in the purification process. And the redemption of the fulfillment is from Exodus 13, 1, uh, where again the Lord spoke to Moses, and he tells them to consecrate every firstborn. Every firstborn male and every firstborn domestic animal. So what we see is it's basically they're going through their normal routine. There's nothing special about this day. They're following the law of Judaism and they're bringing Jesus to the temple as the law required them to do. You know, they basically came to do what was called to do. And and when you look at this, this is what we today... Call a baby dedication. And most of us here at some point probably dedicated our, did a baby dedication. You know, you, you go to classes at the church, you kind of learn what a ded- baby dedication is. And then a certain Sunday, they come up and you get all the young kids up here and the babies up here and they're dedicated to the Lord. And that's basically what we're seeing here is a baby dedication. But you see, while in the temple, They meet a man who's been waiting for a long time. He's been waiting for a long time to see Jesus and to meet Jesus. And in fact, the scripture tells us that God had promised that he would live to see the Messiah. Now, of course, it doesn't say how old old Simeon is, um, but some of church history say he was over 100 years old. So he had lived a long life and had been waiting, and God promised he would not die until he saw or met the Messiah. So now you think about this, there's no ordinary day, nothing really going on. And here, Simeon is moved by the Holy Spirit to come into the temple. Now he comes into the temple and there's probably more than one baby in there and he sees Jesus. And the Spirit prompts him to let him know this is the Messiah. This is the one who's going to save your people. You know, when Simeon held Jesus, the passage tells us he lifted the baby up and broke out into worship. How many of us wouldn't do the same thing? Get to see Jesus and just lift him up and break out into worship. You know, I I think it's an incredible moment. And, And whenever I read this, I think of when I met Jesus. And when I received him as my Lord and Savior. Because I began to worship him at that point. And it was all about worshiping him and what he had done for me because I had seen his salvation in myself. So I kind of, anytime I I read this and I think of this, I think that's what he must have been feeling. That's what he must have been going through. Everything was right. Everything in his world finally became right because of the promise that God had given him. And one thing we do know is we do know what his thoughts were because the song explains his thoughts. In verse 29, Simeon said, bless God. And the word used is the same word used by Zechariah in in, uh, Luke 164. When Zechariah was first able to begin speaking, it said he spoke blessing God. And that word refers to praise. It actually would mean a good word. And it's actually where we get the English word eulogy. And you think about when a funeral is done and someone reads a eulogy, what are they doing? They're praising the person who has died. They're giving praise and they're glorifying that person. And that's exactly what he's doing here. He's praising and glorifying God. You know, the hymn, each one of the, the songs we've looked at has had a name. This one has a name also. And in Latin, it's called the Nunc Dimittis. Which is Latin for the very two words that say, now dismiss. And if you look at Luke 2.29, he actually says, Now master, you can dismiss your servant in peace as you promised. He can now depart. He can be dismissed. Or he can die at this point in time. He has seen the salvation of the Lord with his own eyes. His life is complete. He's in absolute awe, and Simeon was just waiting to see this plan of salvation work out. He saw baby Jesus, and he basically told God, I can now die. You ever done that? Think about it. God, if you will do this, fill in the blank, my life will be complete. Have you ever said it? You know, if only this, I would be so happy my life would be complete. Lord, if I did that, you could take me home right now. Understand, Simeon literally said that. Simeon literally said, my life is complete, take me home. He was ready to die because his life was that complete. We say it as a metaphor just to kind of say it. Imagine if God took us seriously. Many of us probably wouldn't be in his room. We we wouldn't be here today. And Simeon literally says this. Simeon experienced incredible peace because he finally could rest in God's salvation. And, you know, it reminds me of 1 Peter 5, 6 and 7, which says, Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God so that he may exalt you at the proper time, casting all your cares on him because he cares about you. What an amazing truth of scripture, isn't it? Simeon goes on in Luke, uh, in verse 30, he says, for my eyes have seen your salvation. Simeon says that in holding baby Jesus, he has seen salvation. He's seen it and he's ready to die. Can you imagine the joy he must have felt looking at the baby? Knowing the baby that he held in the air upheld the universe and was going to save his people. And as he held him in the air, praising God for him, it had to be an amazing moment for Simeon. Think about this. Imagine being on death row, and you're about to go to the electric chair, and someone steps up and says, it was me, and you get pardoned. Someone to take your place on death row. And that's exactly what Simeon's seeing here. I often wonder that when Jesus died on the cross and they say you know, souls and spirits came out of the graves if Simeon wasn't one of them. Because he was ready to die. Jesus was 40, 41 days old. Simeon was ready to die. We don't know how much longer he lasted. I don't think he lasted another 33 years. He was ready to die because of the joy he saw. He was finally able to say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. And know that salvation was coming to the, and protection was coming for this Israel people, for the Jews. He goes on. He says, you have prepared it in the presence of all peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and glory to your people, Israel. Simeon's talking about how Jesus is going to save the world. It wasn't just about the Jews. It was about everybody. And we understand at this time, Jesus wasn't crucified. He hadn't been crucified. He hadn't been resurrected. He hadn't even, the whole scope of God's plan hasn't even played out. Hasn't even played out. And yet Simeon sees that Jesus is going to save the world. He knows that salvation has come. And in fact, it's interesting because verse 33 actually says it causes Mary and Joseph to be in awe as well. Now, Mary and Joseph were visited by an angel. They knew who Jesus was going to be. But when Simeon spoke, they were still in awe. Which tells you it must have been pretty powerful what he was saying and the excitement that he had in him. And you see, at this moment in Christmas season, I think sometimes we can get caught up and we lose that awe that comes through Jesus. We we lose that awe in Christ And we forget about what he's done for us. You know, typically during Christmas season, we're in awe of so much more because it's the nature of the season. There's so much going on. You know, we're we're in awe of people's kindness through the gifts that they may share, through the blessings that they may give, through gifts. They can be in awe of the gifts that we receive, in awe of all the lights, of all the parades. We were talking earlier about different houses, the way they're decorated. And, you know, some people actually use two people's lawns, theirs and someone else's. Um, As Bonnie was telling about a house that was really done up and the people next door just had lights that pointed that way and said, ditto, you know, so, but we can get all in awe of this. Last night, Patty and I went out and we drove around looking at Christmas lights because it's all these different things that you can get in awe of. We can get awe of seeing family and friends and even sometimes when you get them special visits. I remember coming home when I was in the military and not letting my mom know I was coming home and walk in on Christmas day to surprise her. And you see them all the time on TV. So there's a lot to be excited about during Christmas. But it's still, we should all be in awe about Jesus. Our savior, the savior of the world should be what we look to the most. And I think an important aspect of this song is found in verses 31, 32, And why do I think it's important? Because they speak of how this baby Jesus is also going to save the Gentiles. Probably every one of us in this room is a Gentile. Because if you're not Jewish, you're a Gentile. So back in this time, and understand, Jews still didn't like Gentiles back at this time. Jews and Gentiles did not get along, and here Simeon is saying, that is coming not only for the Jews, but coming for the Gentiles. You even think about back in Acts chapter 10 during his time, Peter was still having a problem with Gentiles. What do you mean, God? I got to go meet these Gentiles. And remember, he was on the roof and he was meditating on the Lord and he saw like a blanket coming down from heaven with all these unclean animals that he was able to eat. And it was a shock to him Because wait a minute, that's a Gentile thing. It's not a Jewish thing. Thank God he came for Jews and Gentiles. He came for all of us during this time. And Simeon talks about that and says about it. And he is including us in God's promise. And thank God for that promise. Now all three... And you think all three of the previous songs all brought hope to the Jews. This is the song that brings hope to us. Simeon goes even further following Isaiah who prophesied in Isaiah 52.10 when he said, the Lord has displayed his holy arm in the sight of all the nations. All the ends of the earth will see the salvation of our God. Praise God for that. So what would it look like if we lived the way Simeon lived? What if we lived our life with the expectation of God going to fulfill a promise that he gave us? Would our life be different? Would we just go through life mundane? Or will we be a devoted person like Simeon is? Would we be waiting and urgently waiting for that day for God's promise to come true? So that we can say, Lord, I'm ready. I am ready to go. He patiently waited on the Lord and then he praised him and was ready to leave this earth. He was overjoyed by the salvation of all people. He was overjoyed by the salvation for all people. When's the last time you were overjoyed for salvation? Think about that. When was the last day you were overjoyed about your salvation? Besides the day or the first week after you received Jesus? Remember the day you accepted Jesus? Y'all remember that day? Do you remember the excitement that was in you? You had to go tell somebody? You had to go tell it on the mountains. Go tell it on the mountain, Jesus Christ is born. What happened? Why aren't we overjoyed anymore? Imagine if we lived our life every day the way Simeon did and had that overjoy and were joyful because of what Jesus has done for us. The day we accepted Jesus, as I said, on Christmas Eve, the greatest gift isn't just on Christmas. The greatest gift is every single day of our life. And we should be overjoyed each and every day of our life for what he has done for us. And we should be willing to go tell others. Be out there telling people, let me tell you about my Jesus. Be overjoyed the way Simeon is. See, some of us can't be overjoyed because we forgot. We forgot what it was like the day that we accepted Jesus. Because life has gotten in the way. We've kind of went through the mundane and we go through the motions. Well, I've read my Bible. I came to church and you check your list. Don't check your list. Go back to that place. Go back to that place where you can praise God like you're Simeon lifting baby Jesus. I have seen salvation. Lord, you can take me. I am ready. Ask him what it is he still wants you to do. Seek them promises out and them words that he's got. I want you to do this and go do it. Don't get held back by life. Don't get held back by others. Do what God has called you to do. Go tell it on the mountain. Go tell it on the mountain. Our awe of the season should never exceed our awe for our wonderful Savior. Should never exceed our wonderful Savior. And during this time of giving and thankfulness, let's not forget to share the good news with all people that Jesus came to die for you. He came to die for each and every one of us. But we get so caught up in everything else. And Christmas is a great time. I love Christmas. I'm glad when Christmas is over, but I love Christmas. It is definitely my favorite holiday. But as I said on Christmas Eve... Don't leave here today without knowing Jesus. If you don't know Jesus, or maybe you're not overjoyed anymore. Maybe that it's just that mundane life that you're going through because life has gotten in the way and, and you need to get back to where Simeon was. Get back to being overjoyed, so excited that you can say, God, I'm ready. I'm ready, Lord. I have seen your salvation. Each one of us knows someone who doesn't know Jesus. And there may be someone in this room who doesn't know Jesus. And if you don't know Jesus, I encourage you, don't leave here today without making Jesus the Lord of your life. Because today is the day of salvation. God's Word says we all sin and we all fall short of glory of God. So none of us are perfect and none of us will ever be. But if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And then remember that. Each one of us should remember the day that we did that. In the excitement, you had to go and tell. You had to go and tell somebody. Go and tell someone about your Jesus this week. Go and tell someone about Jesus. And maybe you're just, like I said, going through life. And you need to get that joy back and become overjoyed, lifting up the day of salvation, knowing what he has done for you. And if you're not at that place anymore, you need to be regenerated. Come up here and ask him. Be filled with the Holy Spirit just like Simeon was. He was guided by the Spirit to go into the temple that day. He was guided by the Spirit to know who the Messiah was. Be guided by the Spirit each and every day. Don't just go through life on your own. Heavenly Father, I raise up this congregation to you, Lord. Lord, I am so truly thankful for them. And Lord, I am so truly thankful for you. Lord, may we remember the day of our salvation and be overjoyed the way Simeon was as he lifted you and said he was ready to die. Lord, each of us knows someone who doesn't know you. May we go tell about you from the mountain. May we tell them that Jesus Christ is born because Christmas is every day, not just Christmas Day. Lord, I ask you to move them. The way you move Simeon. We make this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.